The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. I'm joined by Senator Barry Ward from Fine Gael. Good morning, Senator. Morning, Anton. Senator, front page of the Irish Daily Mail, it matches the story on the front of the Independent. The way they characterise it is ministers running scared on Ukraine. They say, one source told them, it's fair to say that many of the tensions at Cabinet have been caused by no one minister wanting to be the one who shoots Bambi. So your plan to cut social welfare payments to Ukrainians is the equivalent of shooting Bambi. No, well, I mean, I wouldn't agree with that characterization of it, but I think what you are looking at here is a realistic appraisal of the situation and a recognition by ministers that we need to look at the situation with a pragmatic eye rather than what we would all like to do. And I think it's important to acknowledge at the beginning of this that Ireland has done much more per capita than any other Western European country in terms of supporting refugees from, from the war in Ukraine. Um, in fact, we've done more than any other country bar Ukraine's direct neighbours. We have nearly 100,000 Ukrainians who've moved here since the war started. So enormous, an enormous effort by Roderick O'Gorman and the other ministers in terms of accommodating them and much more So what's the pragmatic eye? Well it's just the fact that um, there, is, there is obviously a limit to what the system can tolerate. There is also a discrepancy between Ukrainian um, refugees and people, other people seeking international protection. So there's a discrepancy between what the two groups would receive. Um, that's because we recognise the Ukrainians are in a different category. They are people who are not coming here to make their lives here. They're coming here because they're fleeing war and persecution. And we recognise that the vast majority of them will be temporary residents in Ireland and they're welcome here because we want to support them in, in circumstances okay, where so they're you, suffering. You just to go back to where you country. say that there is a limit to what the system can bear. Is the limit housing or is the limit funding? I think the limit is primarily, well, it's primarily capacity within accommodation, yes. Um, we know, for example, that some Ukrainians have come here are currently in tented accommodation. And although Ukrainian MPs say to me that they're very happy with that, and Ukrainian, people in the Ukrainian community say that as well, it's less than desirable. And nobody wants a situation where people are fleeing war and coming to Ireland to live in a tent, even a very comfortable tent with electricity and heating and all the rest. Um, so, yes, we recognise in when, when this country is facing an accommodation crisis for all international protection applicants coming here, we recognise that there is a capacity issue that needs to be needs to be looked at with so just, a pragmatic just eye. Just so that I can understand that, that pragmatic eye, what you're saying essentially is that a Ukrainian citizen fleeing war looks at Ireland and says, as you describe it, a comfortable tent with heat and warmth is significantly better than my situation. That's where I want to go. And what you want to do is make it so unattractive in financial terms that they say, no, it's now not attractive. I now want to go elsewhere because they won't give me enough money to live. Not at all. And I'm not the one who's saying that that's preferable. That's what Ukrainian people are saying to me. And you, my counterparts in the Ukrainian parliament have said that to me as well. Uh, they visited here and I have visited Ukraine and that's what has been said to me. It's not about making it unattractive to them. In fact, if you speak to Ukrainian, and I have a neighbor in Dunleary, for example, who's a particular leader within the Ukrainian community, and you will find that a lot of Ukrainians who come here come here with a view to participating in society, working, paying taxes, and most of them are. Um, not all of them require accommodation to be provided by the state the way it is at the moment. If they can go elsewhere, then, then they should. Now, that does not apply to all of them, and there will be difficulties with that. And I'm not saying that anybody should be put in a position where they don't have accommodation. But my understanding of the proposals that have been brought to Cabinet are is that they are reflecting the fact that there is the system is 
uh, under pressure, and it's under pressure not just in relation to Ukrainians, but in relation to anybody who comes. So, how then is it about anything protection. other than not making it attractive? That's the that's the clear objective. No, no, it, it's about you know it's about capacity specifically because the reality is, as I say, Ukrainians are placed in a different category to other international protection applicants. I don't have a problem with that, but for, for the specific reasons but, that uh, I. But sorry, Barry, uh, Barry, I don't mean to split yeah. hairs. But if what you're saying is we don't have the capacity to house you, we therefore want fewer of you to arrive. We are therefore changing the policy to dissuade you from coming. That is an no. act expressly to make it unattractive no. for refugees to come. You see, you're, you're, you're using a few therefores that don't actually exist in the system. You're saying we do this, therefore this, therefore that. That's not the case. The situation is that if you're the minister responsible for people fleeing persecution, not just in Ukraine, but in every war zone and every conflict around the world, and you're responsible for looking after them when, when they come here, you have to look at what's available to you and how you're going to d- distribute it across the various different groups. And therefore, you have to say, well, we, we need to take a little bit from this column and put a little bit more into that column and you need to balance it all the time. At no point are we saying Ukrainians should not come here, um, but we are also But, but hang on for a minute, Barry Ward. Let me we, just, uh, what you said was that this was an issue of accommodation, not funding. If you have the funding available for them, but you don't have the housing, by cutting the funding, all you do is dissuade them. If you have the money to give them, no, to no, say we're not it, going it, to give it, 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 that's an act of dissuasion. No, no, that's not the purpose behind it. And as I was going to say, we must also recognise that every country has its part to play in this. All Ukrainian refugees cannot come to Ireland, nor can they all go to Poland, or can they all go to Lithuania. Okay, so why cut the funding? Well, because it's it's about, I mean, it's not just accommodation said, it is primarily, I think, probably accommodation, and I'm not privy to the basis for this, as, as I'm not sitting around the cabinet table, but it is a re-evaluation of where best to place resources. Resources are accommodation resources, they are also monetary resources in real terms, and it's a, it's a recognition of the fact that we may not need to pay um, Ukrainian refugees at the same level, for example, that we provide job seekers allowance to ordinary people who are living in Ireland. So it's a re-evaluation of where the resources are best placed and should be placed in order okay, to, but, but to make sure what's the, the driving, for everyone. What's the driving force behind that decision then? If it is not to dissuade refugees from coming here, what's the main reason you are deciding or the government is looking at cutting the amount of welfare that's given to them? Well, it is about resources overall. It's about deciding where we best place accommodation resources. It's also about where we best place financial resources, which are paid for by the taxpayer or ultimately through borrowing. Um, so the reality is, as I say, as if you're the person responsible for allocating these resources and decided where, deciding where money gets spent and on which group it gets spent, of course you need to rebalance these things from time to time to make sure that you can do the best you can for every group that's coming here. So it is about managing those resources in the most reasonable, the fairest, and the most effective way because as I say Ukrainians who come to Ireland are immediately entitled to PPS numbers to work to to the same rights that they would have if they were if they had come here as as uh uh, as immigrants into Ireland, people on visas or whatever it might be. So they are in a different position very often to people who come here under the international protection system, for example, who aren't able to work for three months, who have might have have, have different problems in terms of qualifications or rights Indeed. to work and, and all that kind of thing. So okay. it's about rebalancing those resources to accommodate as many people as best as we can. I'm conscious we, we have um, Senator Rebecca Moynihan from Labour on the other line. Rebecca Moynihan, the, the system is creaking. We, we know that. We have limited um, space in fact, we are beyond the limit of space. We have Ukrainian refugees now staying in uh, tents around the country. We are in a situation where there is more, by a significant margin, more refugees arriving in than we had expected. What is the government to do? Well, I don't know why we didn't expect it. 
And back when the war broke out in 2022, um, we had said in the Labour Party that actually history shows that a significant number of refugees don't go home and that this war was likely to um, not have an end date in sight, which we haven't. We have seen some Ukrainian refugees go home, but significant numbers have stayed and that there needed to be a medium-term and long-term housing strategy for them. We just couldn't rely on emergency housing and accommodation. And I can completely understand the frustration from Roger O'Gorman's department that essentially the Department of Housing have abdicated that responsibility and dumped the housing of refugees um, onto them exclusively. And so they have been spending two years scrambling around on a week-to-week basis and somehow sometimes night-to-night basis. Okay, well, that's a long, um, that's a little of criticism of what got us to where we now are. What's the solution to where we now are? But but it's a reasonable criticism um, because they were warned about this. And the fundamental reason as to why we are where we are is that the Department of Housing didn't want to take responsibility for what falls under their remit, which is ensuring that there's enough housing for people in this country. Which again brings us to what do we do now? Who's going to suffer the brunt of it? The brunt of it is going to be Ukrainian refugees or refugees that were promised a certain package. Um, If you come to Ireland... You will get the equivalent of job seekers allowance. You will be able to find accommodation, and Ireland will welcome Again, Rebecca, you in. What do, what do we do later, with the problem that we currently have? Well, I think one of the things is that we do need to look at a medium-term housing strategy for refugees, and we can't rely on people who are who are seeking international protection simply to exist in short-term housing. So what does medium-term mean? The, the Department of Modular Housing, for example, or Rapid Build Housing. No, but sorry, the term-wise, when you say medium-term, what does that mean? Two years ago, and, and sorry, Rebecca, just be because it, it, sorry, just to get specificity around that term. What does medium term mean? Let's say five to ten years, because okay. we do know that people don't necessarily go home. Solving this um, problem by twenty twenty eight will not resolve refugees arriving here in the next three weeks. But if we it, can, I just say, if we had started two years ago of the state assessing, we'd be three what years away have. from a solution by your time frame. So, what do we do with what, the problem what, we now no, have? In terms, and Tom. You're putting words in my mouth now. Just let me finish the sentence before you start putting words in my mouth. Sorry, just for clarity, I'm I'm using the words that you are putting in your mouth, but go ahead. The state needs to assess what land they have available to them, where they can potentially build rapid build housing that aren't aren't tents, but some longer term housing. And they need to be doing that now. We already did it. Like we, we had sent in to the Department of Housing, not necessarily perfect suggestions, but we asked people around the country and we asked our councillors around the country, are there sites within your town or your locality that you can identify that might be appropriate for rapid build housing? We've already somewhat built up the capacity in terms of doing that. Um, within, let's say, the Dublin City Council region, where we have had okay. some rapid build housing. Can I go back to, you, you did say that you, yeah. we needed a medium-term solution, which is five years hence. What do we do with the problem? No, that that, sorry, hang on, in, let me finish that, the question. What do we do with the problem that we currently face, which is an influx of refugees that the government say they cannot handle? 
what I'm saying is we need to be doing rapid build housing. And what I'm saying is not that it takes five years. What I'm saying is that, that people can stay in for five or ten years. People can't stay in hotels for five or ten years. They're being moved around constantly. We're seeing in tourist areas, for example, people being like, well, we need these back in the summer. What we need is a medium-term strategy that people can stay in for a medium term rather than simply the short-term bouncing and bouncing. We've okay, well, let me put that to Barry Ward. Barry Ward, what, yeah. what's your reaction to that? That if we actually got building with short-term, be it modular, be it prefab, fabricated housing and threw our shoulder against this wheel, we could come up with a a solution that doesn't require us to squeeze refugees financially. Well, first of all, we are not squeezing refugees financially. Um, Ukrainians who come here are entitled to the same thing that ordinary residents are are entitled to in terms of... Not for much longer, according to the reports. Well, no, no, no decision has been made on this. But I think what's important to bear in mind is, Rebecca says, you know, why are we surprised? Well, first of all, nobody was expecting the war in Ukraine necessarily to break out. But since it broke out, I remember when there were 40,000 refugees here, people saying we can't possibly accommodate this number, that number of people. There's more than twice that here, and the government has succeeded in accommodating those people. So in fact, if you look at the record of the government, it has done an extraordinary job of accommodating people who we want to make safe, and we want to accommodate where we can. There are projects going on involving modular housing and rapid build. There are those programs going on, but we cannot do them everywhere and they cannot be done overnight. And so we know that the system is in under pressure today. Uh, we know that there needs to be rebalancing of resources and that's what is being discussed. It has not decided on yet, but that is what is being discussed at government level, which is an entirely reasonable and pra- pragmatic thing to do. Well, Rebecca Moynihan, government doing its best. Listen, I think the government have done an extraordinary job in terms of housing like 100,000 people over the last two years. Um, I have huge admiration for what the Department of Integration have have been doing, but they've been doing it for themselves and there needed to be a whole government effort and there needed to be, like for example, the capital programme and the Department of Housing taken into this and people who were meant to have the expertise in the area of providing housing. And I think that's essentially the problem and the tensions that we see at government level from what What's being reported is that it was very much a feel of all pushback because they don't want to get the blame for this. And so, like, I, I, I do actually think that what has happened over the last two years has been extraordinary in terms of the day-to-day um, housing of people. But there, we do need to look and know that some people will not be gone in five years. Some people will not be gone in 10 years. So how are we going to make sure that people who are fleeing war that we said, come over to Ireland, you will be welcome. And now, rather than look at cutting welfare rates and trying to um, decrease the offering that we have, actually provided Ireland is not full, we're a very low, dense country. Um, We do have land. uh, We do have resources. We can do this. Um, For example, we should be able to pull in some of the international humanitarian organisations that do it in other countries. Poland took extraordinary numbers in just at the outbreak of the war. But it does need a whole government effort. And I think, unfortunately, what we've seen is that one department has been put under massive pressure. Okay, we we have that point, Rebecca. Responsible for that. Let me go back to one final thing, Barry. You made you made reference earlier on to the fact that the Ukrainian refugees get a different treatment than other refugees coming into the country. That was not by coincidence. That was a very clear choice to say that the situation that they find themselves in is uh, unusual and different to many of the uh, other refugees who may, may arrive into the country. Is it my understanding that you think that no longer applies? No, no decisions made about this, but I am not saying, as I agree with Rebecca there, 
Ireland is not full, and I am not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that people who come here seeking refuge, if they are going to be here over a five to ten year period, what we want is for them to become self-sufficient. We have a hundred. We have full employment in Ireland. We have needs of people with skills and the ability to work to come here and and work within our economy. We we don't want a situation where people come here and five to ten years hence are not able to work or are claiming job seekers allowance and continuing to depend on the state. Okay. And we don't need that. That doesn't have to be the case. They can be self-sufficient now. They can work. Let's encourage them to do so and facilitate their doing so. Barry, thank you very much. Likewise, thank you to Rebecca. That is Senator Barry Ward from Fine Gael and Senator Rebecca Moynihan from uh, Labour. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PwC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.